1: I'm not making this up.
2: Welcome to Film and our review of the Born Films. The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, The Born Ultimative, and 2012's The Born Legacy.
0: With all of them at the same time? You heard me.
2: Our agents for the series are Nick. I'm going to ask you some simple questions. You're going to answer me honestly, or I swear to God I'm going to kill you. And Jay. Oh, come on, folks. We caught a
0: break here. Let's go.
2: Please note that these files require a high level of listener clearance, and you will be privy to plot summaries and detailed discussions. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. And I'm Nick. And this is our review of The Born Legacy, starring Jeremy Renner, Rachel Veitz, Edward Norton, Albert Finney, David Strathairn, and Joan Allen, directed by Tony Gilroy on a budget of $125 million and had a big opening weekend, number one spot as of this recording, made over $41 million in that opening, so... Looks like it's going to be a hit. Actually, unseated The Dark Knight Rises from that number one spot. So a big, a big open for the latest in the Bourne series. And Nick, we talked a little bit about it in last review of where they could go with this, what we expected, et cetera. And so I just want to ask you straight out before we get into any of the details here and all that kind of good stuff: Did you like, in just in general non spoilery terms, the direction that they went with this thing?
1: Uh, kind of. <laughs> Uh, it's. I, I like the premise. I like what they were trying to do, but we'll get into it with the execution. I think that might be my problem. But I, the general direction I think they were trying to go in was probably the correct one for the series. I
0: didn't know where they were gonna go. I had no clue. I, you know, I just hoped that it was. It was good. I mean, I think we both thought, you know, how are they going to carry this on without the Jason Bourne character? And I liked the whole idea that, you know, there was never just one. I was okay with that until I watched this. And then I realized that once again, I had been fooled by the great makers of Hollywood trailers. I thought I was getting (laughs) another supremacy ultimatum where the action was just jacked up. And I'm just going to tell you folks right now, spoiler warning ahead, because everything from here forward is going to be spoiler filled. All of the cool action in this movie, you see a piece of it in the trailer and there ain't much of it. I would venture to say the bulk of action in the film. There's this film's 135 minutes long. And I'd say maybe 20 minutes of it is actual moving around. There's a lot of talking in this movie. A lot.
1: Is it bad though? When the best action scene takes uh, half of it's with a wolf.
0: <laughs> oh man. And I've thought I was watching the gray again or something right there. I mean, I, or, or, uh, legends of the fall. I, I didn't know what the, the, the first 40 minutes of this movie, I have no idea what's happening. in it. So it's, uh, it's so, uh, it's just so weird, but I guess before we go any further, Nick, we go ahead to give it out. I already gave the spoiler warning. We're going to do the plot summary here, give away all the stuff, and then we can get into this thing. So let's dive uh, right on in, shall we? Aaron Cross is a member of Operation Outcome, another one of the Department of Defense's Black Ops programs, but unlike Treadstone, where Jason Bourne was a part of, the, the members of Outcome are provi- are provided with green pills that enhance physical abilities and blue pills that enhance their mental faculties. Cross Thank is de-
1: God they're color-coded.
0: <laughs> I know, I need to get that backward. right? Go down the wrong hole. Cross is deployed to Alaska for a training assignment where he meets up with another operative. Meanwhile, back in the lower 48. Jason Bourne has exposed Operation Black Bear and Treadstone, which leads to the FBI investigating CIA Deputy Director Pamela Landy and Operation Black Bear Supervisor Noah Vosen. Learning of this, CIA Director Ezra Kramer, who is also under in investigation, calls Eric Beyer, this is Edward Norton's character, a retired United States Air Force Colonel responsible for overseeing the CIA's clandestine operations. And Beyer decides to eliminate all of the outcome assets in the field. Uh, the cabin were are crossing, the other agent... Are staying is destroyed by a drone, but Cross survives using a sniper rifle to destroy the drone. Realizing that his superiors have ordered his assassination, Cross removes a tracking device in his abdomen and forces a wolf that <laughs> attacks him to swallow it, while a second drone is deployed to eliminate Cross, but bombs the wolf, and our mistakenly assumes Cross has been <laughs> terminated. <laughs> yeah, already, already. Two paragraphs in. by replaces the. kind of like Total Recall with the rat. <laughs> oh, it's getting even worse. <laughs> (laughs) Byron replaces the other outcomes assets green and blue pills with the yellow pills because just like Ziploc yellow and blue make green and this kills them in a matter of hours. He also captures one of outcomes scientists and chemically brainwashes him into going uh, off on his colleagues and killing several of them. The only survivor is Dr. Marta Shearing who escapes after her colleague commits suicide in order to avoid being questioned by security. Shearing is later attacked in her house by CIA agents ordered to kill her and is rescued by Cross, who convinces her to help him. Shearing reveals that Cross was genetically modified to retain the benefits of the green pills without the need of continuous consumption, a process they call viraling off, where virus is introduced into his body so that he can sort of permanently take on these Captain America characteristics. And Cross and Shearing decide to travel to Manila where the pills are manufactured and to get the viral strains so the blue p- pills are something he doesn't have to continue to take either. On the way there, Cross confines in Shearing that he is a man named Kenneth Kitsum, a U.S. Army soldier who was, quote, killed by a roadside bomb in the Iraq war. So unlike Jason Bourne, he knows who he is and volunteered for these plans. Meanwhile, Bayer learns that, that of their plans and deploys Lark's O three, 3 a super soldier that had both pills viraled off into his system and is brainwashed into becoming a remorseless killer, and, and he is sent to eliminate them. Cross, of course, weakened by the viraling off process, is unable to fend him off for a bit and Byer also learns that landy is expected to face charges for assisting Bourne while volison may actually get off and is returned to duty this is just like real washington <laughs> while in manila manila cross and shearing arrive at the factory where the pills are produced and shearing virals cross off the blue pills Byer contacts the factory supervisor and orders a lockdown but cross and shearing are able to escape before larks arrives and they take shelter at a local apartment. The following day, Larks informs the local police of Cross's location while Shearing is away buying medicine. She's able to warn Cross, who's recovered from the process, and he escapes from the police and rescues Shearing before they steal a the motorcycle and go on the run. Pursued by Larks, after chasing the streets and marketplace of Manila, Shearing actually kicks Larks off his motorcycle into a pillar, killing him upon contact. While Cross's damaged motorcycle swerves off the road and onto a river, Cross and Shearing are later rescued by a boatman, and they bribe him with a stolen golden watch into taking them to a ferry, and they escape to parts unknown. And that is the plot summary for the Born Legacy. So. I, I teased it there a little bit and we joked about it in the plot there, but this is pretty much like if captain America went, went off and decided he needed better drugs that, the you know, the three previous Born films were about a guy who in the line of duty, but lost his memory and then tried to recover his, his faculties. And once he did, he realized he didn't want to be that person anymore. And he moved on. And along the way, people kept trying to kill him, so he went after him. Aaron Cross's whole mission here, Nick, is to get better medicine. Yeah, how far did this fall (laughs) to get to this point? This is so... Reading it and watching... uh, Reading and watching your TV things, reading it makes it sound just ridiculous. Watching it is incredibly boring, though. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, I... I was just kinda of wondering how many how many times did these uh the screenwriter watch Limitless? <laughs> before writing this, because isn't this kind of like the same plot, you know, with the pill, and he needs to keep on taking the pill?
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, because the director here is the screenwriter, and he's the same one from the last three movies. This is Tony Gilroy. I mean, he finally gets his shot, and this is what he does with it. This just feels like when they gave uh, Blade Trinity to uh, David Goyer, and they let him direct that. If you remember that train wreck of a film, it, I, I'm having flashbacks to that.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't really know even what to say. It's just even the character, even the character Larks O three. I was getting like a later oh, vibe off of this. It's like who gave him that name, man? Come on. And that's basically what he is. He's the he's the T one thousand. You know. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It's and and it's so obvious. Like all the things they're cribbing from here. I mean, Captain America, Terminator, uh, a little bit of multiple Philip K. Dick stories. I mean, there's there's lots of stuff that's getting you know, ripped off and thrown into this. And it just feels like a real mixed bag of, of contrivances. I'll be honest with you. I, I had a hard time giving this film the gimmies you'd have to give it to go with it.
1: And even, like, the ending of the movie, too. It's just like it, the movie just stops. It doesn't even feel like there's a climax. And there's so many parts of this movie where it seems like you know maybe like this movie would have been fine if it was like a half hour episode on tv you know like the (laughs) born identity you know chronicles or something like this this would be like an okay like half hour show but there's so much crap in here that doesn't even need to be in here like the whole like the born connection like they keep on throwing all stuff with like pamela landry and volson might get off it's it's like there's absolutely nothing to do with the story at all they're no, just throwing it, it, it in there just to be like, yeah, remember this better movie? Yeah, this is kind of <laughs> happening at the same time. Well, you know what? Here's the
0: thing. I've realized that they are now victims of their own successes. Like, they came up with this idea of let's make the f- third film sort of happen the same time as the second film. And, you know, there was that whole overlap, right? And and they decided, well, we got to do that again. So this one coincides in some ways with the third one, but then it's... I mean, they say the name Jason Bourne at least 400 times in this, and the only thing that ever appears of, of him is like a stock photo of Matt Damon from the Bourne Identity.
1: Oh, and, and and his name, and his name in the cabin.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he carves his name in the cabin. I, I was having Shawshank Redemption like Red was here too. You know, I mean, I thought, what was he at summer camp in Alaska? I th- this whole thing is. It's just flawed from the beginning. And let's talk about how this happened. Look, they tried to bring Matt Damon back and he read the early versions of the script and he didn't want any part of it. He had already had conflicts with Gilroy on born ultimatum and he didn't want anything to do with this. So after he was off the project is when they began to retool it with this idea of, well, there, there could have been more of them. Maybe there was another program. And by itself, I kind of will go with that idea. Like, okay, there's, there's multiple clandestine operations. But the fact that these guys were essentially Captain America Terminators, the, they're science experiments. They're gerbils. I, I hate that. I cannot go with that at all.
1: Well, I keep on finding it funny that there's always another program. It's like, okay, first it was Treadstone, and then it's Black Briar. And now it's Outcome. It's like, what's going to be the next one? It's just, I don't know. They keep on like adding all these layers on top of layers. and Even like the Edward Norton character, what purpose did he serve at all in this movie?
0: To have another stiff in a suit hunting down people from computer, but boxes. they don't even meet. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the funny thing. Watching Edward Norton's character in this Nick would be like me watching you play the PlayStation Three, or Google something, or work off your Facebook page. It's about as interesting. And that's essentially the. Uh, my the Facebook shot. page is
1: pretty interesting. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Such is true. Such is true. But it. But really, I mean, there there was no point to him at all.
1: It was, it was, it was like he came in for like two days of shooting, made his, you know, $1.2 million, and they got a big name on their credits. That's all it was.
0: Well, and Norton is known to do this. He'll do these parts, and I'm actually okay with him. I liked him. And I want to say this right now. I, oh, I, can't, have, I can't blame them. Yeah, I don't have any ill will toward any actor in this film. I think they all did good with what they had. I my beef is with what they had, and I think what they had is just intrinsically flawed. It was a bad idea, and we've seen this before. Like they always try to change the series, and they they keep the spirit but change the characters. And here's the most glaring example that I can think of. Maybe you have a better one. Anybody remember the next Karate Kid when they tried to replace Ralph Macchio with Hilary Swank, the girl character? That film is is so bad. It's awesome. It's at least fun. This one is. Yeah, but that had Miyagi
1: walking in on her in a bathroom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but this one is two hours and 15 minutes of just a lot of talking and nothing happening like there There's so little that actually takes place. And I would argue if this film is a setup for something else, I don't know what they've set up. Like I, I don't want to see him and Bourne go at each other. I don't want to see them tag team. They're two totally different people. They have different motivations. Like I just, I, I was really dissatisfied with almost all of the character bits and the the whole story of this
1: film. I was kind of half expecting uh, Jason Bourne to be the boat captain at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, why not? He but like, wasn't that like the uh, the Fast and the Furious one where they finally get Vin Diesel to ride right up at the end in the garage or something. The one in Japan or whatever.
1: I mean. Even like Matt, I mean, come on, I mean, they couldn't afford a cameo for him. They couldn't have like, you know. I don't think here's he three, do. here's three million. He did Euro Trip, okay? He did a cameo in Euro Trip. Hey,
0: you know what? That movie's actually funny. He I don't was. think he wanted anything to do with this. I really he don't. He did a cameo
1: I... in that one movie with uh, Sean Connery, where he's going, "You're the you're the dog now, or you're the man now, dog." <laughs> Was that so a that finding? finding Forester, or... that is, yes. But, yeah. but though,
0: I'm going to tell you this: I don't think he was interested in this because, again, he had had conflicts with Gilroy on Born Ultimatum, and I don't think he was pleased with where this was going. And I don't know what of the script they showed him survived till to, to this film. I, I don't know of what's there, but I'll tell you this: this was he he did not do himself any favors. Well, no, he did himself a good favor by not being a part of this because I'm sure they had to pay him something for all of his images and stuff that keep popping up, but it's a good thing. He's not in this because if they had put him in here, I would have really been angry with this movie because then it would have felt so shoehorned in. He has nothing to do with this here other than the fact that he has set in motion what looks like the demise of the CIA's clandestine operations.
1: My My question to you is, what is the point of this movie when it's all said and done? What I mean besides like the obvious for, you know, them to make money and stuff, the whole story that they tell, what is the point of this story?
0: I couldn't tell you, Nick. It, 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 the whole point is that J- if Jason Bourne was a man who amnesia knocked into a higher level of consciousness, basically where he could decide that he didn't want to be a mindless killer, that someone who medically was altered can find some way to have those powers, you know, magically become permanent, and then he's going to go be a good guy and not be a part of the CIA anymore. Like that, I don't know.
1: Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't even like you know his like transformation where he's like he's going to be like this ultimate badass. To, I'm going to turn on them, and you know, it wasn't even like he's like fighting for good or something in the end. It was like you know. They screwed him, and he's going after them. <laughs> and now, there, was real, there was really no overall like global threat or something, kind of like in the Bourne movies. How you know you got Jason Bourne fighting against an agency that's really you know going you know oh that's it's a bad agency that's going around and it's killing people you know and I mean not just not people but killing like political leaders and stuff and it's kind of operated in like a bad we we don't know at all what operation outcomes about. I mean, we can kind of assume what it is based on the other Bourne movies, but this movie is just by itself. The only reason he he has to go against them is cuz they tried to kill him. Well, okay, that's all well and good. But what does that mean to me the viewer? Because I'm not invested in this character at all because I get to know him for what, 20 minutes before they decide to kill him? Yeah, and that's just that's not enough for me to be like I'm going to be on your side and you're going to go against the people that tried to kill you when it's like Nah, man, you signed up for this stuff. Where Jason, you kind of like had a little bit of a sympathy for him because he lost his, you know, he lost his memory, and at no time did he want to go back and fight against Treadstone. They came and brought the fight to him, and he was basically just trying to fight against them enough so he could be able to go live his life and not be involved with them anymore. But here, it's I don't know. I'm it's just I'm just basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not invested at all in the plot, and I'm not. In- invested at all in the character. I think Jeremy Renner does a good job with what he has. I think he's a very good actor. He's a very good, you know, action star. I mean he's done a very good job in Mission Impossible Four and he was fine in the Avenger in the Avengers, but I just I don't understand what what I'm supposed to be rooting for in this movie. And it's just that's the part that kind of really hurts it for me.
0: You just hit on it. Who are we supposed to root for? We don't want Marta to die, maybe, because she's just an innocent scientist caught up in all this stuff. Okay, well, fine. So she's got to have Super Soldier protect her. Well, that doesn't I mean, again, his motivations are all about I got to get more blue pills. I got to get more green pills. That's the only reason he hones in on this is because he's like, well, you know, they want to kill me. Okay, fine. I don't have to be in the CIA, but I'm not coming off the dope. I'm going to be super Man or whatever you wanted me to be, and I guess so he can go be for hire about Samuel L. Jackson and shoot arrows. Or yeah, why,
1: why, 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 why does he need the pills? Why can't he just stop taking them? Yeah, He'll be like you know what, screw you guys. You know what, I'm out of here, man. I'm gonna go live my life as you know a freaking mountain man or just you know fall off the grid and stuff, and we'll never find him. Kind of like what Jason Bourne did. Jason Bourne did that because he was a good guy. He wanted just to be out of it. He didn't go look for a fight in the supremacy and they you, came after him and here it's like i want more pills i want more pills why do you want those pills
0: because he i think he has selfish motivations and there's it, they may have been cut i don't know but there's something in here that I, i'm watching this going this guy must have some plan to go be like soldier for hire or something you know uh, a soldier yeah of he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. Jason Bourne was a bad dude. Like, he did some really awful things, but you know what? All he wanted was to be left alone. Well, Jeremy Renner just wants to be awesome. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't want to give that up. And therefore, he goes on this wild adventure to basically maintain his uh, physical attributes given to him through this this whole government plan. Now, we got to talk about this drug thing. For a minute, okay? I, I understand in every one of these kind of films, these sort of espionage action type films even the smart ones like the Jack Ryan ones and you know some of those kind of things there's some gimmies that go with that right like it's the bondisms you know there's the stuff that you just have to sort of go okay that's going to be part of the deal never before have i felt like that in a born film i've seen him do some pretty spectacular things i think the most goofy thing we saw him do we called out that whole jumping off the staircase and shooting a guy while surfboarding somebody on the way down and, and they, they dropped that too yeah yeah they, they never tr- went back to that well this whole setup is exactly that farcical. It is it, it is like magic pills now that make all of this happened. And my fear was that they were going to retcon it and say that Bourne's people had been on that too. Thank goodness they didn't do that, that this was just another offshoot. But I have no reason to care about Operation Outcome. One, I've never heard of them for three movies. And so now all of a sudden they're here. And two, like you said, Edward Norton's brought in to essentially whack all of them. And he does, except for Cross who just happened to be outside of the cabin a few minutes early.
1: You know, like, even like with Bourne, it was like Bourne Identity. You heard like Black Briar mentioned in the first one, it all kind of built upon itself. This one just kind of feels like like it's forced in, you know what I'm saying? It's even like when I was, I brought up earlier how it was just like, we keep on bringing up stuff from the past Born movies. It's relying so much on those past ones. It can't become its own thing. And this whole movie, when it ends too, it just feels, you know, erupt that it ended. It's like, did you guys not have enough money for a climax in the movie? I mean, come on. The last thing is a motorcycle thing where he throws him into a pillar. Yeah, it's, it's pretty lame. <laughs> and, I don't know. It kind of was like, you know, at the end of like Jurassic Park three where the movie just kind of just ends. That's how I felt walking out of this world. It was like, oh, dude, yeah. I you know the last born movie, man. We had a big ass car chase him backing it up off the uh, parking garage, slamming it down, you know, chase after chase. I mean, you had the stuff with the rooftop scenes. You had so many great action scenes. Like I said, the best part of this movie is him wrestling against a wolf. Yeah,
0: and that <laughs> happens in the first 30 minutes. And at that point, you don't know what is going on.
1: Isn't it the rule of a sequel, though, to kind of, like, up the ante? I mean, okay, they're upping the ante with adding this superhuman element to it. I can go with that. I really can. But up the ante in every other way. They don't up the ante at all with, you know, who the you know the bad guy is. I mean, okay, Edward Norton's the big bad here. But he's really not. I mean, I think the, the guy in the last movie, that Volson guy, is a hell of a lot more of a big bad than Norton is. And then even like the, you know, the Larks 03, I mean, when you compare them to the other guys, like the Professor, or the other guy who went crashing through the window in the Born Identity, or Carl Urban in the second one, or... Um, any of the guys in the third one, it's like he is the weakest of them all, too. I mean, it's just like, why? Because he has some kind of generic robotic name. He's going to be the biggest badass. I thought he was weak. Yo,
0: he it did, all, all Rachel Vite had to do was kick him into a pillar of stone, which now, granted, I wouldn't survive that either. And neither would anybody else normal. But that's all it takes to take the dude out. It's not like he's, I mean, he's a super soldier, but yet he can still be killed the same old way like everybody else. And that sort of diminishes the whole return on this. Like, there's no reason to care about any of these people. And that's, that's what I, I keep coming back to, Nick. Is that I don't know, I know why I'm supposed to care about Jason Bourne. Like they make that really clear. I have no idea why I'm supposed to care about any of this because it just seems like I'm watching the CIA clean up its own mess. And then I'm watching the bureaucracy of Washington work where uh, somebody like Pam Landy is going to go on, you know, suspension and trial while Vosin, who is a total snake in the grass, gets away with it. Like that to me feels like they're trying to make some statement about how they feel about Washington or politics or courts or whatever and that's all real thin anyway i just this movie doesn't know what its central thesis is and it for something that drags on for 135 minutes that's a long time to not really know what in the world you're there for
1: yeah and even like you know Rachel Weiss's character what is the point of her character i mean the whole character she is. It's just a scream. It's just a scream. To explain complicated biology to people, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing I can understand.
1: But you know what? I would have been fine with this guy is the new super soldier, who they genetically engineered him. That's that's all I would have needed. You know what I'm saying? They 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 have enough goodwill from the last three movies not to sit there and just make the whole plot about these stupid little freaking pills, and the whole reasoning behind. Like I said, like we said, the whole reason behind them getting the pills. You don't sympathize with him at all. Like his mission to get these more pills is just kind of like, okay, yeah, I get those pills. Good for you, man. You know, it's, there's not nothing here you can grasp onto and really root for him with. And I don't know. It's just disappointing.
0: It is disappointing. I think you've hit it. That's a good word for it. It's really disappointing to watch this sort of unfold and realize that it's never going to get any better. You know, that, that it never comes to any, any sort of uh well, I can't say it doesn't come to some sort of conclusion because it does come to one, it just ends. But there's no satisfaction with it. Like at the end of the other Bourne films, you felt at least satisfied with the way those movies worked out. I don't know. Did you? I mean, I did. I I was always happy with the way that those ended. I felt like even a supremacy that left us in a in a bit of a cliffhanger was at least fun with it. This movie just has to stop because they're like well we don't know where else to go and we're out of budget and this movie's too long anyway
1: well when you watch identity you're invested not just in the jason Bourne character but you're invested in the relationship that him and maria had i think we really kind of dwelled we really brought that up a lot in our review of it how the the whole relationship between jason and maria was really just a well-earned relationship you really you went with it. You believed it. And that's what you stuck to in the first movie. And when Jason was fighting at the end, you were rooting for him because you wanted him to beat them so he could go be with Maria. And then the second movie, they take Maria away from him. They kill her. And the whole time you're rooting for him because, you know what, you want to have him get back at her, get back at them for killing her. You're with it. You want him to kill that Russian guy you want him to you know really stick it to him and then in the third movie too i mean you're all with him again that you know these guys they just won't leave him alone you're gonna finish he's gonna finish up that mission to, you know to avenge maria and everything and kind of bring treadstone Blackbriar, the whole secret organization down and even at the end when he kind of gets through to that one guy and he doesn't shoot him and he's able to get away it's like you know you 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 feel for it and you're really you know i'm trying to say it's just like you're, You're inv- with the character. You're, with You're the invested. Character yeah. You're invested in him completely. And this one, it's just like they throw you in with this character. Okay. Yeah. Here he is. He's a super soldier. And at no time does his plot at all or his arc turn into something that you root for, that you grasp onto, that you want to see him succeed. There's absolutely no value in his story.
0: Well, what good is it going to do if he does succeed? That's what I kept asking myself. I'm like, okay, so if he gets these pills, what's that going to mean to the rest of us? Like, is that going to help us in some way? Or is he going to go and, like I said, be freelance killer now? I mean, how, what is the good of keeping him alive? Maybe I'm for Edward Norton in this. Maybe I want him to kill all these people (laughs) because it seems like it would finish a lot of problems that have been created by other people that don't know how to handle their mess. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't have any reason to care if any of these people lived or died. And that to me is a shame.
1: It stunk of just them quick making a movie just to make it. Well, I that's mean,
0: the thing, this, though. This, they spent a long time on this. That's, that's the hard part for me to swallow is that I know how much time they spent on this.
1: Well, look how much time they spent on Alien 3. I mean, just oh. because they spent a lot of time doesn't mean they actually spend a lot of time on it. You know what it's, I'm saying? Good point. It's good not point. like there's a lot of, like, you know, love. Of and, you know, dedication put into this, you know, they put a lot of time into it because they wanted Greengrass to come back, Greengrass to come back. And he said, no, OK, we want really we OK, forget you, man. We really just need Matt Damon. OK, Matt Damon doesn't want to come back. OK, what are we going to do? That's where the time was spent. The time was spent trying to get the key players of the first three movies back. And when they couldn't get that, they quick rushed. And what was and they, they cast a Jeremy Renner who is a good actor. But come on, let's be honest with why they chose him. And that is because of the Hurt Locker. And so yeah. they are like, well, who's going to be who, – who's a good actor? Who Action, action, uh, gritty, gritty. Gr- oh, uh, Jeremy Ren- Hurt Locker, Oscar, Jeremy Renner. Let's get him. Let's get him. Let's get him. And Jeremy Renner's you know, he's sitting there. He's cashing his checks and going, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, well, look, how, I, I, how made, many, I made the Hurt Locker, dude, and I'm a freaking millionaire how, now, dude. You know, everybody wants me.
0: Well, look, look how much that dude struggled for years to finally get ahead and stuff. I mean really, I I remember when he was like bit players and little movies. He was in SWAT, he was the bad guy and stuff. I've seen him for years. And it wasn't until Hurt Locker that he became a commodity and then the, what we were joking about it um in the last podcast Nick this guy's in, like, every major summer film. The only thing he wasn't in was Prometheus. So, I mean, he's been in a lot of big blockbuster films in the last couple of years, but particularly this year. And this one was supposed to be his lead foot, his big time out. But the problem is the story's so weak and so thin that I don't care if I ever see this guy again. Like, as far as I'm concerned, him and Marta could sail off and chase the Jewel of the Nile.
1: Yeah, and... I agree. I think, you know, if they're going to do another Bourne movie, they really need to get Greengrass and Damon back. I mean, I just think this, this movie just really thinks of like an Alien Resurrection or Prometheus. Uh, these movies that's related to the main series, but just it doesn't bring over anything that made it great.
0: Well, I don't know that it's as low as Prometheus, because I think we both called that movie out for just being bad. And, and it is OK. It's there's just I'm going to have to see it again. But I, I'm fairly certain I'm going to be just as disappointed. This film for For a lot of the same reasons, though it bugs me because I think there was something here they just couldn't center in on any of it that's the problem, Nick like I think they had an idea here if they want to branch off and do a different side trilogy to the born idea or whatever i it, i'm I would go with that
1: but you said uh, something about Prometheus though too, I mean mm-hmm. they had an idea. You know, let's go back and let's talk about the, uh, the space jockey thing like that. And like, you know, let's let, let, let's show it from another guy, another agent's perspective. And we're going to add this other element of him being, you know, genetically modified. They, had, they both had really good ideas. It's just the whole execution. I mean, I think the director is fine in both the movies. I think the actors are fine in both the movies. It's just the material, the guy who wrote it.
0: Well, it'll you know, be it that it
1: was Gilroy that wrote it and directed it. I mean, yeah, OK, maybe, you know, it's like it's like Mike Holmgren, man. You know, it's just because you're a good coach doesn't make you a good GM just because you're a good director doesn't make you a good writer. OK. And uh, it's just both those movies had really bad problems with the script. Yeah. And I think it's good, did, one does good too. premises, good ideas, but it just needed a couple more rewrites. And a maybe, you know. I'm going to step back and kind of look at what they had and realize, you know what, this is really not going to compare well to the previous movies. And maybe you've
0: hit on it. Maybe they spent so much time trying to get back people that weren't going to be involved in the project that they missed out on opportunities to change some things. I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing, but that, that would make sense.
1: Just the Halloween three.
0: <laughs> ah, boy, that's hard to say. Cause that, that, that movie's so bad, it's awesome though. So I actually I don't even know that it's bad. I kind of like that movie. It's a, not a good Halloween movie, but it's okay by itself. But that's another story for another day. This is very much more like that fourth Karate Kid that I mentioned earlier, the next Karate Kid. It just feels like it doesn't have any real. Yeah, but I, I think syndrome. you're the only one that's
1: ever seen that
0: one. <laughs> no, I know at least three other people on earth that have, and that's yeah. all i was gonna say about that. But
1: well, everybody's like. Fourth Karate, the one with Jaden Smith. <laughs> no, not that one. That one's actually
0: okay. The one with hillary Swank. Go look it up before she won Oscar. She did that in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So the movie, not the show. that the one with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, no, that would be interesting. But yeah, I I think this one may go down as that type of film. the The one that it sticks out like a sore thumb because it is a sore thumb. It's just weird. And I don't want them to bring this back. Do you want to see them continue this at all? Like we, we've sort of just talked around the movie and I don't think there's any way to walk through it because that plot summary is pretty detailed, but do you want to see the continued adventures of Aaron cross? Cause I'll tell you right now, I
1: don't. Oh, uh, if it would be kind of like, you know, remember you ever see hostile 2 with, yeah, you know, yeah. getting carried to binning yeah. where the guys send down in his cereal a also they find a side. I wouldn't mind it, like if, like all suddenly, like you know, they really kind of take this to where it should be, where it's like he's like this mercenary. This guy was really not good, and all of a sudden, Jason Bourne shows up in the first five minutes and kills him.
0: <laughs> hmm. Now that would be okay, yeah. Is it, well, you know, that would be the twist, right? What if the CA somehow or another got Bourne back in line and they sent him after Cross? <laughs> so, but it, then what do you do with Bourne?
1: you know yeah i mean i'm just kind of joking when i say that but i really think the series is dead and that really kind of sucks because i really like this series i mean it's not it's not a it's not a james bond series where you can keep on having movie after movie after movie but i really think that you know for me if i was in charge of this stuff and you know god willing i should be but uh (laughs) that they should just put a hold on this series for i'd say 10 years you know just you know maybe that sounds insane sounds crazy but just put a you know, put the brakes on for a little bit and then maybe do another movie with Jason Bourne being an older man and write the script about Jason Bourne being an old man. And, you know, whether, you know, it's kind of like how I brought up in the Ultimatum show about how maybe, you know, he's as a wife and they kidnap his wife trying to get him back into it. Maybe Aaron Croft. Craw-
0: they made that movie. It's called Taken. And, and yeah. it's much better. And I would recommend its sequel just based on its trailer, too. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right here. Here's the problem. And they should, they, they didn't want to do this, but they should have, they should have just recast it. This should just, Jeremy Renner should just play Jason Bourne. I would have actually accepted that I could deal with that. I'm okay with a recast. If it's smart, Renner's a good substitute for Matt Damon. I would go with that. This whole side operation bit. This is the part that just, it's like, like you said earlier, how many more other options, how many more other curtains do we have to pull back here? You know, I like that whole shadow. <laughs> and then
1: there thing. was another
0: one. I <laughs> no, it's like, good grief! How many times do you go back to Crystal Lake? You know, before the place just burns down. At least they got that right in the Sixth Friday, the Thirteenth one. They figured out to change the name of the whole town. You know, they got. I mean, even they figured that out. And those people are merc- unmercifully slaughtered all the time. So that they, they should have just gone with him as born. And if they wanted to do something with the born character, great. But the problem is, the born legacy hangs over this movie in a way that the movie cannot overcome it, it it cannot overcome the fact that we've seen this done and we've seen it better and there's the thing nick all those action sequences again the 25 minutes of action we get the chase and stuff we've seen every one of those in one of these other films and, and we've seen better. it yeah and I mean, done,
1: done a lot better i mean what about even like, i'm just kind of like brainstorming right now what about like just taking someone like you know Volt is Volt. Wilson, is that how you say his last name? You know, like, yeah. he gets off and stuff like that and maybe goes to another country and stuff, or he's recruited by another country to start up a secret agent service, and they do it, like, in another country or something. I mean, there's so many different, I think, plots they could have done with this to kind of, like, be like a little side quill that could have just been done so much better.
0: Oh, I agree. There's, There's no doubt this could have been done so many different ways but alas we're left with this being what it is and what it is is a it's a mess. I mean this this film is just a mess and I think that's the only way I know how to describe it. I've seen a a number of reviews of it and and I got to tell you Nick I think most of them have hit it but I'll tell you the the piece that really gets me or just says a lot to me. If you look in and if you believe in aggregate scoring for for ratings and things in films, well this one is by far the lowest average of them in all of the born film series most of them like rotten tomatoes and metacritic and stuff are ranking up in the 80s and 90s in terms of their reviews even earlier i
1: believe uh, born ultimatum was what like
0: 90s yeah this one's 94 or 94 on, on, yeah this one's 94 on rotten tomatoes and in the like the cream of the crop which are the top reviewers it's it's 100 percent born legacy is ranking it at like 54 and 50 which tells you exactly what this movie is it's not awful it's just painfully mediocre. And it's meddling.
1: It's, it's a a meddling film.
0: Yeah. And that is not what I went in for. I went in to see this because I thought we were going to get another fun story that was going to maybe didn't have to change the world or anything, but it was at least going to be interesting to watch and and fun to deal with. And with none of that, there's none of that here. This movie is trifling at best.
1: I guess the thing I was hoping for when I first sat down to watch this movie was that it was going to be a good movie. One that the viewers are going to embrace and a movie that's going to influence Damon the comeback. And well, I didn't get any of those in this.
0: I don't know why he would. Why I mean they would have to throw so much money at him and I don't think he wants to do that. I I just don't I don't get the I
1: think if the, I think I think if the movie if the movie would have been good, like really good well scripted and it was just like, you know, it made what, $38, dollars million or something? I think yeah. Born Ultimatum made like 60 on its opening weekend. I mean, it's not oh, yeah. staggering Dark Knight Rises or Avengers numbers, but that's still pretty good for a uh, mid August spy movie. But this movie, you know, obviously made less than that, and it's not getting the critical acclaim that, you know, any of the, uh, the original Born movies did. And I think if it would have, maybe, just maybe, it could influence, you know, Matt Damon to come back at a later, you know, maybe in the next one. Maybe they team up. Maybe they go against each other. You know, whatnot, you know. You know, they could, you know everybody's always been clamoring for, like, a Superman versus Batman movie. They really could have done something kind of cool like that where it's like they could have established this you know cross character made him a real interesting character give him an arc that everybody's invested in make him re- make the audience really feel for him and then also bring jason Bourne back and have those two kind of like you know going to be going at each other and it's like well i like both these guys and you know who, who am i going to root for well they completely ruin that now because with cross you're not invested and you know he's acted you know jeremy renner does a good job acting with him but i don't like character and if jason Bourne and home were to meet up i'd want jason Bourne to break his neck right away exactly but that's that's not that's not going to happen because obviously because this movie's not getting good reviews or not great reviews and i really think the franchise is dead after this
0: well you may be right i'll say this about the where the franchise might go forward from here there's no reason to carry forward with this guy's story and and i don't think there's anything left to do with Bourne the way they left him in this film in, the, in his last film, he swam away and was done. There was nothing left for him to do because what remember what he said is that i I know who I am. I don't want to be that person anymore, and he convinces you know the the baddest killer in the whole group not to shoot him, so he has closure i I don't think there's anywhere else for him to go and i I don't think there's anywhere at all for this um Aaron Cross guy to go. He should, like I said, should just sail off into the sunset with Rachel Weitz. And then that's it. I have no reason to care where this guy winds up. And I, I don't want to know anymore. I'm, I'm done with this series. And that's weird for me to say, because I didn't get in on this early. I mean, I would have never watched these if you had not brought it up for this retrospective, I'm afraid. And I would have missed out on three really good movies, but I got to tell you this one, such a sink, such a sink down that I just, I don't, I don't want to know anymore. I'm kind of done with it at this point. I don't want to know any more of these stories. If it do anything with this again, they should reboot it or recast it and start with Born Again. That would be interesting. Maybe put Born in another adventure. It, th- those books, from what I understand, work kind of like Bond books anyway. So go back to that stuff. You know, maybe go and tell the the story a little more close to that. Make it a period piece in the Cold War. I don't know, but don't do this. The Super Soldier drug mess is just ridiculous.
1: It's better left for the Avengers.
0: Very true, and I think it's a good point to to stop here and do the most obvious thing we've done all night, which is give our final thoughts, recommendations, and popcorn ratings for the film. So, what are yours, Nick, for The Born Legacy?
1: Pretty much already said it. I think it's uh, a good premise, disappointing execution. It's well acted, well directed, but in the end, it just kind of fizzles out, and the movie only feels like two thirds of a film. And anytime you say that, you know it's not going to be very good. I give the movie. Um, medium-sized popcorn. I can't go small because there was some aspects I liked in the movie. It's almost, I'm going to say a medium popcorn of kernel corn, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all right for a couple bites, but once you get kind of done with it, you're done, you don't want any more. So
0: I agree with you on the, the medium popcorn bit. I think this movie is exactly medium popcorn and nothing more. It is uh, just boring. And I, I don't have any reason to care about any of it beyond just the surface Um uh, You know, if if you're gonna watch it in a theater, for some reason you haven't seen it before, you've listened to us sort of sit here and tear into it or whatever, folks, um, and you plan to go see it still, don't go for full price. I mean, you know, hit, hit this one up at the early time because it's not worth. The the investment. And in fact, if I were to tell you to watch it, I'd say, you know, maybe rent it. And if you're a fan of the series, I'm afraid though you're going to be sorely disappointed in what you get, because I know I was. And that's sad to say, because there was there's something here, but they didn't get it right. So. You know, maybe they'll get it right in the future. I don't know. But um, I can tell you they didn't get it right this time. So medium popcorn for a mediocre medium film all the way. Well, thanks for so much, folks, for joining us in this last installment of our Born series. We really appreciate your support. You can find more episodes in our archive section of our website, com slash movies. And we've got some fun stuff coming up. We'll go ahead and tell you now. We're going to start, Nick and I are going to start a big series that is not going to be one that's continuous. It's going to be on and off. We're going to hit up and do things. But we have gone through the Stephen King film adaptations and have selected, carefully selected, ten prime choices maybe not the best ones but the 10 we wanted to do first of the stephen king lexicon if you will and we're going to start oh. reviewing those throughout the end of this year and on into next year and well i'm looking forward to that that's going to be a fun one
1: oh definitely and yeah we you know we carefully chosen oh man you got some good prime ribbon there but you know you. You can't have prime rib every day. Sometimes you got to have a good Big Mac. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do we even have a Big Mac? I think we got some crystal in there too. But I mean, it's uh, there's some there's some. <laughs> hey,
1: man, there's nothing wrong with spam, all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna see indeed uh, in in the near future. But of course, you know, it's almost October, so you know one thing you're gonna be getting, folks. Brian and I are saddling back up. We're gonna go meet our little leprechaun buddy, and this time we're going to space. And I understand this one is so bad it is purely great. So I'm looking forward to that. After after sitting through the drag of those first three films, I'm I really hope the fourth one's at least entertaining. And so I we'll have that one, and we have some other surprises around the corner too. You never know what we'll come up with here on Film But until next time, from Nick, I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning in.
2: Thank you for listening to Filmstrip. All material discussed in this podcast is property of the respective owners, and any discussion of these materials is for entertainment purposes only. Filmstrip is a movie review podcast produced by Continuous Play Podcast. Copyright 2012.